Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Football Garbage Time NFL Podcast. My name is Hakun Wong, and I'm the editor-in-chief of Football Garbage Time. And with me, as always, is my co-host, Adam Maniva of the Burgundy and Gold Report. But hold up, everyone, hold up. If you didn't already see the big news, I won't be able to give this intro anymore after today, as this is Adam's last podcast as a regular co-host. Can you believe it? Adam, I am really sad about this. I got to tell you that right now. But you know, this is like before I came on this, I was on your show probably the more, I did more appearances on your show than the others. So, you know, yes. it's just a formality. You know, you got, you have, you have, you know, I'm a great guy taking over. You know, I have no worries about how it's going to go. But um, yeah, you know, I'm always going to be available. Come on, man. But yeah, there's a lot, oh, of, totally a lot of new stuff coming, man. Yeah, you know, we, we, that was not even up for discussion. You're going to be back here more often than you want to be, Adam. I, I don't think you're getting out of this. It's, uh, once we get you, it's like the Godfather, man. We pull you in. We never let you go. It's just like just like the Godfather. So, hey, I, I, like I said, and I'll say a couple sappy things here up front. And, uh, and for this, I'm going to stop our theme song because I really, really mean it. Um, you know, I, I'm, I am sad about this, you know, Adam, because we've been working together for seven months now. And I'm positive that our listeners are as well. Like over the last seven months, you have been a huge part of this podcast. And the primary reason why people have tuned in, as nobody wants to hear me talk, as you have this amazing <laughs> depth of knowledge, not only of the Washington football team, which you have converted me to in many ways. So I blame you for all the extra money I spent on Washington football team merchandise, but all things draft related, particularly those small school prospects and all those things that are scouting related as you've identified some of the biggest prospects in the NFL months, if not years before those in the NFL have. So it's just amazing. And for the insight you've brought to the podcast and the listeners and the fact that you're just a damn great person, Adam, who I consider a good friend, football garbage time. And I thank you for all you've done. As I've said on Twitter, you are and forever will be part of football garbage time. So I am super excited about that and I'm sad to see you go, but Thanks so much, Adam, for all your work. Always appreciate it, man. You know, so uh, let's get to it. But uh, we'll save the sappy stuff for a while. I'll, I'll say what I got to <laughs> say. We're done. Let's get let's get to it, man. <laughs> okay. Well, hey, listen, listen. I, well, like you said, Adam's gonna be back and get appearances. But I, let's make the let's, let's make the other part of this big announcement, right? The happy part of this big announcement that I am super excited for. That's Trevor T. Reb. Doors. Oh, <laughs> He's joining us as our new regular co-host on the show, and I couldn't be more excited. I don't know if you can tell my voice. I'm so excited. Welcome to the show, Trevor. I uh, appreciate it. Thank you very much for having me on. Um, I'm about the same as you. I'm, I'm ecstatic to be here, ready to get to work, ready to uh, talk some football, football garbage time. Yeah, and you know what, Trevor? I know you're a Washington football fan, and I thought I had enough of that with Adam, but it looks like I just can't get rid <laughs> of you guys. Just can't get rid of you guys. Hashtag hail DC. Okay, I know you guys are fans of the show, uh, the show, The Office, right? I know you guys are both fans of the. Yeah. Isn't that weird? Both of you guys are watching football fans, <laughs> and you're both fans of The Office. It's almost like I tried to find the exact replacement with Adam. I might even call you Adam version 
at some point. I apologize, yeah, yeah. Trevor. Uh, he's more than that guy. Yeah, he's more than whatever. that. He's more than that. Uh, so anyway, this whole thing reminds me of the two episodes. One of which is Michael Scott leaving Madunder Mifflin and being replaced by D'Angelo Vickers, <laughs> played by uh, Will Ferrell, and then eventually replaced by Andy Bernard. And then the last episode in the series where Andy Bernard leaves the show and is replaced by Dwight Schrute as, as district manager. So I have to ask you, first of all, Adam, are you Michael Scott or are you Andy Bernard leaving out right now? You're moving out. Who do you think? Are you Michael Scott or Andy Bernard? Oh, God. I, you know, both of, the, <laughs> <laughs> both of the way they left, I don't think I would, you know, either way. But, you know, I, I'm a Michael Scott fan, so I'll say Michael Scott. But, yeah, no, I, I think the way everything went down with both of them uh, – yeah, I, I would definitely have been a lot more angry, but you know they they always uh, I'm not sure handled it with, with style and class, but yeah. Yeah. When, okay. When, when, uh, it was the end of Steve Carell. I think for me, for me, it was the end of most of the show. I still watched it, but yeah, it was never the same. Yeah, and I, I and I have to be honest, I pegged it, pegged you as Andy Bernard only because I could totally see you leaving and going to an acapella reality show. I can totally see this in my head. <laughs> I think that'd be awesome. Oh, I think that'd be, I just I just got you a new new idea, uh, Adam. I think when your new video podcast, you should do some acapella. I'm I'm into that. I think that all the go. fans are in for that too. I'll anyway, too. I'll yeah. <laughs> Trevor, how about you? Are you D'Angelo Vickers, Andy Bernard, or Dwight Schrute? You know, taking over the office now, your district manager. Which, which one are you? And, uh, this is not based on Adam's answer just because he went first. Um, this is really <laughs> my pick. Uh, I'm going to okay. go with D'Angelo Vickers nice. to an extent. D'Angelo Vickers, uh, especially the scene. This is prime example. Adam is Michael Scott at the bar, hotel bar. I'm Will Ferrell, yep. D'Angelo Vickers at the bar. Nice. And Michael's like, I'm leaving today, and – I'm, I know says I'm starting today, so it's kind of played yeah. into the episode. We'll go there. <laughs> but yeah, I love it. I'm, I'm like you, Adam. Like, I'm right there. That's a real office. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. I'm like you. Once once the office was uh once Michael Scott left, I kind of was just like uh with all the replacement managers. So yeah, my no, I get I get you there, but I have to say honestly, Trevor, I thought you would be uh, Andy Bernard as well because I could totally see you going on hiatus for a three week cruise down to the Caribbean and trying to do this podcast on your laptop and then knocking that thing off into the water. I can see this happening, you know. I can see this happening, and you know what? I'm right there with you. I'm, I support that. I support all that. All right, guys. Enough of all the sappy stuff. Let's get to work as we got lots to discuss, including a Washington Let's football team update top issues in each division of the AFC, football, fantasy football targets in the AFC, and much, much more. Let's get rolling. Let's start with that Washington football update. Adam, what do you got for us this week? Uh, Brandon Treff, uh, second consecutive franchise tag. The deadline came and went last week for teams to give offer long-term deals. Uh, in most mm-hmm. circumstances, this has pretty much been the death sentence for anybody on that second tag. So the question <laughs> that I've been posing around Twitter um, that I'll be having an article coming out is, you know, is it realistic that he could be a possible in the trade box? Uh, most likely no, just why everything is shifting. But as we've seen through training camps, um, with injuries happen, you just never know. So it's definitely going to be something to keep an eye on. Uh, second franchise tag, he's not going to return to Washington. Uh, just sounds like he's looking for more uh, north of $18 million, which is kind of crazy for a guard. I think Washington has you know, set themselves up nicely in the case that even if they do trade him, uh, bringing back Eric Flowers after his brief hiatus in Miami, you know, showing that mm-hmm. they're playing the interior part of the line is – really where his strength is going to be. And, you know, they come back with, you know, Wes Schweitzer, 
Wes Martin, which I'm not really high on as far as, you know, his overall stability on this on this line. But, you know, they certainly added to the interior, you know, adding Cosme, right tackle, like I said in previous show, you know, that went from a C-plus to a B-plus, moving him to the right side because that's ultimately where I said he'll be. But, you know, Chase Royer, everything they have going right now with their depth, um, it, it, it's he's the last remaining piece from the Trent Williams-Morgan Moses era. So I think – you know, I, I would say to fans, don't be surprised if, you know, he gets moved before week one. But uh, it's definitely going to be a storyline to watch going into camp because, like I said, there's going to be some battles for that interior line position. And he's got that locked down. But, you know, that remains to be seen if he'll be on the block. Yeah, no, that's a, that's good information and something to keep a real close eye on. Brandon Scherf also, uh, you know, just a name, a really important name in that franchise. So really in, in, interesting to see how that shakes out. It's kind of sad because it's the last Washington football update we're going to have as you as, a, as our main coach. I'm going to keep saying this the entire <laughs> podcast long. Trevor, you're on the hook next week, man. You're on the hook next week hey, with the Washington ready. football update. We're going to get to go, we're going to go with you on Adam, this one. I got you. <laughs> oh, I know you got it, man. I know you got it. <laughs> All I right, let's you. hit the boxing bell on this one. Let's move on to the next topic. We're going to talk about the AFC conference. We're going to do that rundown, that rundown we've been doing all season long, all off season long on the NFC side. We're going to do the AFC conference all in one shot. That's right, because we're going to get you information fast. Ooh. And we're going to start with the AFC North with the Baltimore Ravens, Cleveland Browns, Pittsburgh Steelers, and Cincinnati Bengals. Currently, the odds for each of those teams to win the NAFC North are as follows. The Ravens at plus 115 at top the heap. Browns next at plus 145. Steelers at plus 440. And the Cincinnati Bengals at plus 2,300. 2,300. That, that's, uh, what do they say, Adam? If somebody gives you odds of 2,300, you take them, right? I mean, honestly, that time. is... Every time, right. There you go. All right. So let's start with you, Adam. What one issue are you looking at in the AFC North, and what players in the AFC North are you targeting for fantasy football? Uh, well, for me, the obvious first guy to look at out of everyone in that division is is, is Tua in uh, Miami. You know, I'm a, a longtime Alabama fan, and, you know, what they did in the draft, I really like, you know, bringing in former teammate Jalen Waddle. I think that kid is going to be spectacular in Miami. You know, you already have Devontae Parker. So, you know, they have some moving pieces going there. But like I said during the evaluation process, when a lot of people, especially Washington fans, had him as a guy that they wanted um, possibly Washington straight up for, as I said, that arthritic hip is something to watch. You know, it was a similar injury to which ended Bo Jackson's, you know, career in, with Oakland. So I think that has to be keep in mind. And his longevity is going to be something I think, you know, we're going to have to watch. On the flip side, Jalen Waddle. You know, there's a lot of guys in this division to look at, a lot of talent. But, man, I think if you look at Jalen Waddle, you know, there's already some connection there with the quarterback. So I think, hey, there you go. Yeah, no, um, so <laughs> that is definitely true. All those things definitely true. For the um, AFC East, I think, because we were talking about Miami Dolphins there with uh, Tua. (laughs) I know you want to get off the show, Adam. I know you're dying to get off the show, but you don't have to just jump over here and just kind of end this for us. I'm trying to save our last show, bud. I'm going ahead. Yeah, yeah, sorry about that. (laughs) He's like, Adam doesn't even want to wait until we get to the AFC East. He's like, listen, let's just finish this. I'm done already, guys. I got my foot halfway out the door. I'm already on vacation. I've already tossed out all all the show notes. I'm really done with this, guys. (laughs) <laughs> but hey, let's. Those are uh, great, great notes on the Miami Dolphins, AFC East. Let's just jump to there right now. Minus one fifty-five of the Buffalo Bills, plus three twenty with the Miami Dolphins, plus three sixty of the New England Patriots. Teen 
hundred with the New York Jets. So those Dolphins just hanging out there at second there. So let's talk about the AFC East first. And Adam, that was great insight on the Dolphins. Trevor, what are you looking at in terms of the AFC East? Um, honestly, I think it just comes down outside of the obvious as the quarterback play, I believe. Um, mm-hmm. Outside of Josh Allen, you got Tua, like Adam previously mentioned. Um, you got Tua, his what, second year at quarterback. Um, full off actual off season so the virtual off season to see if he can be what he was in college. If not, Jacoby Brissett is right behind him, kind of a Ryan Fitzpatrick role of last year. So he's got a lot of pressure on him. Cam Newton again, Patriots. Uh, another it's his second year under the system, but full full off season, not virtual. He's got some weapons, uh, tight end Hunter Henry, tight end Johnny Smith. And mm-hmm. then you got Zach Wilson, the number one overall pick. I ah, started number two overall pick for uh, the Jets, quarterback on the BYU. So I think it's mm-hmm. a quarterback play. He's got some weapons there too, Elijah Moore, Corey Davis. Just depends on who outperforms Josh Allen to kind of hang with Josh Allen to get a spot for the number one spot in the uh, division. Yeah, no, no doubt. And I am a big fan of seeing how this is going to shake out because all those years when the New England Patriots kind of dominated – it looks like the Bills are up for a run, but I am excited about what's going to happen there in New York. You know, the Jets look kind of exciting to me. So, and I think that, Adam, we've talked about that in the past, about how they're setting themselves yeah. up for, you know, some success there. So it'll be interesting to see what happens there. Let's move back now to the AFC North since we get the East. I'm not letting you get away with this. You're going to talk about the AFC North, Adam. So tell me, <laughs> what are you looking at in the AFC North? Uh, the, well, I guess we'll talk about the Ravens. Um, I think Lamar Jackson's um, chance this year to really, you know, prove out is wrong that he's not just a system guy. I think, you know, if they don't see more for him, I think that it could be a long shot, but I think they could be looking at the draft next year for someone else. But, you know, they've brought in Sammy Watkins, you know, Marquise Brown coming back, you know, they keep adding guys in the draft. So I think to me, Lamar Jackson, I think he can have a hell of a year if they just let him open up. Cause just from what I've seen from his maturation process, he's a lot more than a runner. If they can just get that timing offense down, because I think that's where he thrives the best, um, I think the sky's the limit. So that, that's who I've got my eye on this year for the, for the whole division. I think he's, you know, as far as a guy that I think is going to flop, probably this won't be much to talk about, you know, to come next is uh, Ben Roethlisberger. I think that mm-hmm. he'll struggle to even get through the year, and I think he's a guy that I'd stay away from totally. Yeah, and I, I agree with that. And I also agree of not targeting Ben Roethlisberger in your fantasy football drafts. Let's flip over to Trevor for a minute there. And Trevor, what do you think? Uh, what are your issues that you're looking at in the AFC North? And what players are you targeting for fantasy football? Um, the issue, and I thought I'd never be saying this, but uh, the Cleveland Browns. Wow. They have, okay. uh, yeah, their off their offseason was, was pretty busy. They added uh, Javion Clowney. They added defensive tackle Malik Jackson, cornerback Troy Hill. They drafted a cornerback, Greg Newsom, and they also drafted who I wanted personally before I found out about Jonathan Davis. The Redskins, or excuse me, watched the football team was Jeremiah Owusu Koromora. Mm-hmm. So we already saw what they did last year. Um, they they made some noise in the playoffs. I think another year in the Kyle Stefanski is going to be tremendous for them, adding all these pieces. If they can get everything figured out by postseason, they should uh, actually claim this division because I just. I don't think the Ravens have quite enough still to go to pass to get over that hump. Um, mm-hmm. They don't have a pass rush that much anymore. 
They uh, they added Sammy Watkins, but he's kind of fading out and his uh, ending, coming to the end of his career. They got a rookie wide receiver, Rashad Bateman. They still have Hollywood Brown. So if we could just get Lamar Jackson to be an actual more of a system quarterback instead of a more of a mobile guy all the time, then maybe they can make some noise. But other than that, I'm, I'm Cleveland Browns. As far as my player for uh, fantasy, I would probably bet on J.K. Dobbins from the Ravens. Oh, um, interesting. He, yeah, he brings he brings a, a kind of like a, a little mini Ray Rice vibe to the to the Baltimore Ravens. Short, stocky, can run people over fast out of the backfield, can catch out of the backfield. I think um, he'll be able to still get his every Sunday, no matter what happens at the end. So I like yep. him for my fantasy. And he's going 42nd overall, running back 18. So some good value there, you know. I mean, you can get Ricky Dobbins kind of late. And, uh, and of course, one of the big running offenses in the league. So obviously a nice pick there, something interesting. I, I'm really fascinated about the AFC North. They had the, uh, some, some of the, one of the best records. If you were to add up all the four teams and all their records, they're the most competitive division in NFL last season, 38-25-1. The only team that kind of bottomed out was Cincinnati, of course, we saw how all those teams performed in the playoffs, particularly the Pittsburgh Steelers, who are basically one and done. And, you know, Cincinnati didn't have Joe Burrow for much of the season. So, you know, they, they're 4-11-1 last season. Right. But who knows? They're probably much better than that. So I think there's a lot of comp- competitive spirit here. I think there's a lot of potential here, a lot of talent here. And for fantasy and even for real life, I don't think that we should sleep on those Cincinnati Bengals, who are plus 2,300, right. as you may mm-hmm. recall. Because listen to this. I mean – it's Joe Burrow, okay? He's going to be healthy. And he has T. Higgins, Jamar Chase, and Tyler Boyd he's throwing to. Listen, that, I'm not saying that that's the best three ever, but T. Higgins has shown what he can do. Jamar Chase is Jamar Chase. And Tyler Boyd is a exactly. great complimentary number three. I see a lot of potential there if they, you know, get rolling. And Joe Mixon, you know, if he has a little bit of a bounce back year. I mean, I can see this being a very dangerous team. Plus 2,300, you know, uh, that's something I might be willing to throw a couple dollars on. Uh, in case they actually make a run, and I think they may. I think people are overvaluing Pittsburgh, and I think they're undervaluing oh, yeah. Cincinnati. That's the way I see it right now. All right, let's get on to the next. Uh, let's get on to the next division. Let's talk about the AFC South. So AFC South is the Indianapolis Colts, Tennessee Titans, Jacksonville Jaguars, and the Houston Texans. Currently, the odds are Colts plus 100, Titans plus 125, Jaguars plus 700, and those Texans at plus. 2,700 plus 2,700. <laughs> Woo, all the way down there. Hey, Trevor, let's start with you first. What's the one issue you're looking at in the AFC South? And what players are you looking at in the AFC South for fantasy football? Um, who's going to stop the Tennessee Titans? <clears throat> Excuse me. <laughs> um, that's <laughs> plain and that's simple. Good question. <laughs> um, it's, 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 that's not going to be Houston, obviously. No Deshaun Watson, no J.J. Watt. Um, I read this the other day. A alarming stat was they have 49 new players on their team, a new GM, and a new head coach. So scratch them off. Um, the Jaguars, kind of much the same thing. Trevor Lawrence is there, number one overall pick, but that team is young. They did add some nice uh, wide receiver help for him. New coach, Urban Meyer, coming from college. Uh, yeah, he won there, but the NFL is not college. <laughs> He's a big boy, so yeah, we'll see how that sure. works out. And then, then you got the Titans, who obviously added Julio Jones to pair with A.J. Brown, the new uh, the NFL's version of Twin Towers is what I call them. 
So yeah. <laughs> um, I don't see any any, de- any any defenses in this division to stop that. So um, that's my issue. And then my, my fantasy player would have to be um, – it's going to be a rough season for him. Kind of, kind of no change from Detroit, but wide receiver Marvin Jones of the Jaguars. Um, oh, he's just pick up. He's got somebody who can actually air it out now in Trevor Lawrence. We saw that and he showed that at Clemson. If he can stay healthy and stay protected – um, Marvin George is I, I'm sorry, Marvin Jones is a sneaky good underrated receiver in the NFL. So yeah, he's and he's going 118th overall wide receiver 50. He could be had for a song late in draft. So Marvin Jones of the Jacksonville Jaguars, nice sneaky pickup late in NFL dra- uh, NFL football fantasy football drafts. Hey Adam, what do you think? What about this AFC South here? What are you looking at, and what players are you looking at for fantasy football? You know, our team I was looking at, you know, before the show, because Tennessee, I'm pretty versed in them. I know their talent. You know, they're the obvious, you know, 12, 13 win team that's going to compete for the, you know, the, the AFC, not just the division. But, you know, I'm looking at the Colts. To me, they're a really interesting team. You know, uh, Darius Leonard, he's a guy that I interviewed back when he was coming out. Another small school guy. I think he is the best linebacker in the NFL. When all is said and done this year, he is going to be the best. And I think what they've got building over there, all about Carson Wentz can he avoid the injury? And I think he showed that his best days were with the Philadelphia coaches. He's got those guys back now in, um, in Indianapolis. The question is, do they have enough weapons? I don't know if they have a fantasy star receiver, but a guy I really like coming out that I evaluate is Michael Pittman Jr. out of USC. This will be his oh, second yeah. year, 6'4", yeah. guy. I'm really like expecting him. big things from him. Um, you know, T.Y. Hilton, it was a little surprising. He tested the market, and it looks like he's, you know, he's going to be back. But a guy, that, another one that, you know, had a lot of uh, big plays with Terry McLaurin when they were in Ohio State was Paris Campbell. He's really come up short. This will be his third year. To me, it's a make-or-break year. But I think now with Carson Wentz and, you know, with Taylor, their running back, he could be one of the best running backs in the NFL when all is said and done this year. I think as a unit, that to me is the most interesting team. But as far as fantasy goes, you know, I'm going to throw a rookie out there. You know, Travis mm-hmm. Etienne in Jacksonville. I think yeah. although they, you know, they're yeah. going to be having like a running back by committee thing, with all the receivers, I don't think you know DJ Shark, all those other guys. I, I think they've got game, but I think there's going to be a lot of underneath stuff, a lot of screen stuff with Urban Meyer. If you just go back and look what he's done in Utah, Ohio State, yeah. Florida, yeah. he loves the underneath stuff. Travis Etienne, this is setting up for a big year for him. You know, to me, he's a sleeper. You know, offensive rookie of the year. So that's a guy that. You know, on fantasy, you can get. I don't even know where he's ranked. I think he's, you know, in that mid to you know late round value. But to me, that's a scary guy I'm looking for in this division. Yeah, Travis Etienne being drafted 60th, 6-0 overall, RB 24. So uh, obviously some value there, uh, particularly in that team. Yeah, yeah, I think that's actually pretty <laughs> solid. And I think that if you look at um, those guys you mentioned earlier in uh, Indianapolis, I mean, there's some value to be had there. Uh, with that receiving core. Michael Pittman Jr. going 112th overall, wide receiver 47. That can be had for a song. And surprisingly, wow. shocking to me, T.Y. Hilton at 132nd overall, wide receiver 53. Ooh. And if you want to gamble on a little Carson Wentz, how about 140 overall? QB 19, nah. the 19th quarterback <laughs> off the board. <laughs> and if you want to go deep, Paris Campbell is 169th. Overall, wide receiver 66, you basically can get him for free. He's basically going undrafted in 10-team leagues. So Paris Campbell, someone to look at there as well. You know, I I think that you don't want to sleep on those Texans as well. Uh, I just think that although we don't know what's going to happen with Deshaun Watson, 
I think, and I don't want to touch any of the running backs in Houston because there's just too many of them. I mean, you got Mark Ingram and Philip Lindsay, and oh my God, it's just a whole cavalcade of leftover running backs from around the around the, the league. I just don't want any of that. But if you want to be a little bit sneaky, you got Deshaun Watson there at 262nd overall, 31st quarterback wow. off the board. And if you want to back him up, Tyrod Taylor can probably run a similar system. He's going 315th overall, quarterback 36. Mm. So I'm just saying you can go really late and get both Deshaun uh, Deshaun Watson and Tyrod Taylor basically for free at the end of your draft. And between the two of them, someone's probably going to have to throw the ball. You know, and they still have <laughs> yeah. Brandon Cooks there. <laughs> someone has to throw the ball, right? I mean, it's just going to have to happen. Someone's going to have to throw the ball. So I, I don't know. I think that may be some interesting targets there. Let's get on to that last, uh, the last division of the AFC. That's the AFC West. And let's talk about the Kansas City Chiefs, Los Angeles Chargers, Denver Broncos, and those Las Vegas Raiders. Currently, the odds are with the Chiefs minus 290 in advance of the entire group. The Chargers at plus 500 is a big drop off there. Broncos plus 600 and those Raiders at plus 1,800. So, Trevor, let's start with you. What issue are you looking at in the AFC West, and what players in the AFC West are you targeting for fantasy football? Um, my issue is I think this is the Chiefs division to win or lose as well, again, once again this year. But uh, if we're going by on paper, I think the Denver Broncos could be someone to watch out for in this, in this division. Um, they added some key pieces on de- on defense through free agency and the draft. Um, I think their biggest concern in Denver is who's going to play quarterback. Um, but yep. if Aaron Rodgers decides to, to come to town, that just changes the whole thing. <laughs> I'll, I'll take Broncos as a favorite. But, um, yeah, so it's Chiefs to take. Broncos is right there, right behind them, chasing them. Um, and then I think, I think the uh, draft player for my fantasy draft, I would take um, Mike Williams from the – Los Angeles Chargers wide receiver. Um, okay. He showed last year during during the season. He's got, I think he's a sneaky underrated receiver as well. He can go up and get the ball. He's a tall, big physical receiver. Um, he's a nice compliment to Keenan Allen. Take the pressure off for him. I think that uh, with Justin Herbert back there slinging that thing, he can get you some fantasy points. Yes, that's right. Well, Mike Williams already has a thousand yard season on his resume. He also has a ten touchdown season on his resume. He is a bright spot out there uh, with, along with everything that's happening there, Justin Herbert obviously just off the charts right now. And Keenan Allen is going to be keyed up by all those defensive players in the secondary. So Mike Williams, nice, nice pick there. 114th overall wide receiver 49. So certainly there is a huge disparity with where he's ranked and where he's being picked. His, His average rank is actually 25 spots ahead of that. So, just saying, wow. people are, are looking at drafting him <laughs> way later than his value. So, Mike Williams, a nice yeah. thing to pick up there if you want. All right, Adam, what about the AFC West? What do you got here? What are you looking at, and which players are you targeting for fantasy football? Um, you know, I, I, I got to say, if we're, we're still talking about the Broncos here because, mm-hmm. you know, everything that I'm mm-hmm. – what what I'm seeing is they've got everything but the quarterback. They're very Washington-like, if we want to say something. You know, you're talking hey. about Von Miller, Bradley <laughs> Chubb. You know, you know, I think Washington's defensive line is clear-cut. You know, better. But you know, this team added depth to their backfield. You know, bringing in Kyle Fuller. You know, they have now they just have depth. They have a rotation. But on on offense, that's what I like. Jerry Judy. You know, he came with a lot of fanfare, and it's been a little quiet because there's been 
you know, and I'll, I'll be honest with you, I'm a Drew Locke fan. I really don't know what's happened from a lot of people shot him down right away because he's from the spread, but I think coaching has a lot to do with it. So I think Teddy Bridgewater ultimately probably wins out. He can do enough to get them to 9-10 wins. And a guy, you know, that's going to get lost in the mix, I think, early on, I'm sure he's probably ranked pretty high in fantasy, is, you know, another rookie I like is Javante Williams out of North Carolina. You know, I watched mm-hmm. a lot of tape this yeah. year. You know, De'Ami Brown from Washington was a guy who was stuck on, but I'm telling you, Javante Williams just kept popping out on that film. You know, they ran a dual-headed attack there, and Javante Williams is just he, – he doesn't come down, you know, off of first contact. So I think he's a sneaky guy because you like – whatever Denver team is doing, whatever – whoever's coaching Denver – we always know Denver's going to run the ball. So I think although they have Roy Freeman, they have a couple of the talented guys, to me, Javante Williams, and that guy's going to be that sneaky, you know, I'm looking at him as that, you know, that Edward Tolaire, who I, uh, who I crowned last year as a guy that I loved or this, at this point. Yeah, and you know what? And I totally agree with that. Javante Williams going 75th overall, running back 27. There is some serious value to be wow. had there with the Denver Broncos. I think we talked about this a little bit earlier, too. He's most likely to get the lion's share. He's going to at least have half a share of that high-octane run offense. And who knows what's going to happen. Drew Locke will probably want to dump that off a little bit. So, clearly, Javante Williams good. And I think the rest of the Broncos there aren't so bad either. Jerry Judy going 78th overall, wide receiver 36. And no offense. You know, I mean, the, the talent is there. He just don't have to get him yeah, the ball. Yeah. You know, he is getting drafted 80th overall, tight end eight. I think some serious value there. If you don't fill your tight end early, just wait. Get no offense, you know. And I think there's some, some potential upside there to be had. And I, the other side, I, for fantasy football, I also want to mention some of those Las Vegas Raiders. You know, I, I'm not super hyped on the Las Vegas Raiders. I, it's hard to get psyched about this team because you just can't figure out what the hell they're doing most of the time. It's just confusing. Right. It's all head. And they got Kenyon Drake there now, which just, just totally busts Josh Jacobs' uh, value as a fantasy football running oh, back. Yeah. But, but, you know, Henry Ruggs, uh, Henry Ruggs the third, Henry Ruggs, you know, if they can figure out how to use him, and they did not do that right last year. But they, and they said they know that they didn't use him correctly last year. He could be a real force. And he is being drafted right now 147th overall, wide receiver 57. Take a flyer. He's a lottery ticket. He's lightning in the bottle. Like, if they, are, if they actually are smart, and that's a big if in Las Vegas. Yes. But if they're smart, <laughs> they will find a way to get Henry Ruggs the ball, and he can create. He's not just a speedster. He can create. And at 147th overall, I mean, he could be your wide receiver 2-3 by midseason, and you would have paid basically nothing to get him in their draft. So there you go. Bunch of great thoughts there on the AFC conference and a bunch of great picks for fantasy football there. And that brings us to the end of the show. So let's hit the air horn on our show here. Wow, that was a lot. (laughs) Guys, that was a lot. We got the football team in, all the AFC conference there. We got Adam's shenanigans trying to get the show over with early. It's like, <laughs> oh, my gosh. It's so much. It's so much. Oh, man. Well, this has been uh, both an exciting and sad day for me all in one. But I'll start with the sad again. Adam, thank you for being a part of Football Garbage Time. Thank you for being an awesome guy who loves football. And thank you for all the content you put out on the Burgundy and Gold Report dot com lots of great things there and of course your new video show coming back coming out soon uh, i'm so psyched about that i can't wait to watch that as well so thank you adam it has been fantastic you know i gotta say it, it, it's been a pleasure 
uh, like I said to you earlier in the DM, you know, I, I've learned about, you know, organization, you know, how to try to run a show. And, you know, that's what I'm trying to do. I'm going to be trying to you know, bring something out, you know, unique, um, but something that, you know, Washington football fans uh, will definitely enjoy. Um, but I have to say, you know, this journey with you, it's been more than just fun. Um, you know, you've been with some, some of the most down parts of my life, you know, losing my father a couple months ago. And, mm-hmm. you know, during that time, you know, for you allowing, you know, me to be on your platform and to bring, you know, one of my dad's heroes and me, you know, one of the reasons I'm into this is Doc Walker and able to do a tribute episode and then to turn around and do on Gary Clark, you know, have him yeah. on and, you know, talk about how much he meant to me and my dad growing up was really special. So, you know, I just want to say thank you from the bottom of my heart for, you know, allowing me on our platform. Like I said, I'll be back. Um, you know, stay tuned to BurgundyandGoldReport.com. Follow me, uh, the B and G Report. Uh, like I said, um, it, it, we're going to get with the, the show. It's a little slow moving, but, um, yeah, it, it's going to drop soon. And, you know, just, just follow me, and you'll, you'll definitely see uh, got a lot more to come. Oh, I have You'll no doubt seeing. about that. I am looking forward to all that. And finally, of course, I will say, Trevor, Trevor, I am still so yeah. hyped oh, about this. Oh, my gosh. Right now, I'm so hyped by the beginning of the NFL preseason and the regular season as we are going to have some good times on this podcast. We are going to blow the doors Dude. off the NFL, my yes, friend. Yes, we are. <laughs> We're here. Good luck, Trevor, man. You're going you're gonna to kill it, my man. We are going to blow the doors off. All right, guys. All right, everybody. You can follow me on Twitter at FB Garbage Time. And thank you, everyone, for listening and wasting time with us. And you know what? Let's let's do things a little bit different at the end of this show. You know, this is going to be an honor of both Adam and Trevor for both Washington football fans. Until next time, let's have a little bit of team spirit, shall we? That's what I'm talking about. Hashtag Hail DC. <laughs> All right, peace, peace, peace. Okay, that's enough of that. <laughs> I'll see you all, everybody. Let's have a, have a great week that. and enjoy your NFL week. And catch me and Trev on next week on Monday, regular yes, time, 7.30 p.m. Eastern. Woo! I will see you Monday. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time.